Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. This is Primal Potential, and I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. Through education, motivation, and implementation, we will bridge the gap between knowing and doing so we can master fat loss naturally and help you reach your highest potential. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am Elizabeth Benton. And if my voice sounds a little tired, a little froggy, it is because I am just coming off Ascend, the Primal Potential Annual Transformation Weekend event. It was, without question, one of the most powerful weekends of my life. It certainly was even better than I hoped it would be. Many of you were there with me, and hopefully many more of you will be there with me next time. And in the previous episode of the podcast, I shared an audio with you from the first ever Ascend event back in 2016 in Nashville, Tennessee. I shared that with you because I had my hands full with this year's Ascend event in Boston, and I'm happy that it was even better than the first event in Nashville. I'm so excited about it, and I went into the event feeling maybe a little stressed and a little tired and excited to get through it, make it amazing, and have it behind me, but as the weekend went on, I didn't want it to end. It was so good, and the connections were so good and so real, and the transformations happening in the people that were there inspired me and encouraged me so much that I just did not want it to end. What I want to do with you guys today is share a few of my primary mindset takeaways from the weekend. I won't be airing any audio from the event, though I am considering making some of it available for sale to some of my Fat Loss Fast Track and Masters Club clients who couldn't attend the event. But for the rest of you that are like, oh, I want it, I am going to be sharing some of my mindset takeaways today and then stay tuned. Hopefully we will have our third annual event sometime in 2018 and I always try to get that information out as soon as possible and as long before the event as possible. So for today, I'm going to be talking about some of my powerful mindset takeaways from the weekend some which came from my presentations, others came from conversation I had with folks that were there, things that they shared. I'll start with one of the ways I kicked off the weekend. I had up on my table where I was standing, I had an orange, like the fruit. And of course, when I asked, what is this? Everybody knew that it was an orange. And I said, what is an orange? And everybody knew that an orange is, of course, a fruit. And we went through a few more examples like that because we could talk about an orange and the different kinds of oranges and all sorts of facts about oranges and what they are, etc. But then I cut into the orange and I squeezed the juice out of the orange into a glass, took a sip, 
of the orange juice. And we talked about how those are very different things, how we can very much understand what an orange is and that it's a fruit and that it grows on trees and there are many different varieties of oranges. And we can understand that it's primarily sugar and some water and things like that. We can get it. We can understand it. But it is entirely different to cut into it, to get all of the juice out of it, to fuel our bodies with the juice and then have knowledge that comes from experience of knowing what does this juice do for me? How does it fuel my body? How does it make me feel? What does it taste like? And the reason I led with that is twofold. Number one, I wanted people to understand that we often get stuck in the realm of this is an orange and I could tell you all about an orange, but we stop short of getting involved, taking part, participating, being actively involved with the orange, changing our understanding of something by having personal experience with that thing. The second reason is because we often leave so much of the juice still in the fruit. Whether that is we read a book and we take away one thing from it and then we put it on the bookshelf without ever getting back to the 97 other things that were in there for us that we could have used and applied and actively participated in. But we didn't because we just took that one thing and then forgot about the rest. We carried that example through the weekend routinely when people would ask questions, trying to get a better understanding of something. How does this work? What does this mean? How would I apply this? I said, don't get stuck from the perspective of, I need to understand this more so I can talk more about it. I need to think it through more. So many people would come back from a break and say, I'm thinking through this and I've got, I've got to spend some more time understanding it. They said, that's like writing a term paper on oranges and the varieties and the temperatures in which they grow best versus cutting into it, experiencing it. Don't get stuck at the level of this is an orange, but instead get involved. I asked people, what does it take to go from this is an orange, it's a fruit, it grows on a tree to I've drank the juice, I've squeezed the juice from it. I've drank it. I know what that means for me. What does that take? And of course, they could identify it takes action, getting involved, getting off of the sidelines. And that was something we kept coming back to. Are you at the level of this is an orange or are you getting involved? When you feel stuck, when you're unsure, when you feel like you don't have an answer that you need, Oftentimes, we don't need to know more. We need to get involved. We need to get off of the sidelines and participate so that we move from the realm of understanding to the realm of experiencing because that is an entirely different level of knowledge. And then we also have to consider, have I gotten all I can from this or not? That was one of my primary takeaways. The other primary takeaway, and this is something we talked about for easily two hours and kept coming back to, but it was the notion of framing and reframing. Framing being sort of the, the context around something, how we choose to see something, how we set it up in our heads. And I gave the example of Ascend, right? Ascend is something I've been working on for 
about a year. And a lot of work went into it. Now, Ascend is a real thing and the work is a real thing, but how I choose to see it is my frame. And while the facts are very real, my frame is also a choice. It is a choice. So one way to frame Ascend, one way I could choose to see it is this is so much work, it's exhausting, it's stressful, I can't wait for it to be over. And while I could make a case for the fact that all of those things are true, and that's usually what happens with a frame. The frame is very real. It's factual. It's true. And because it's true, we don't ever see a need to change it because it's real. It's not dishonest. It's not untrue. But an alternative frame for Ascend, for me personally, as I was preparing for it, as I was going through the weekend, the alternative frame to this is so much work and I'm so stressed out is five years ago, I would have absolutely killed for this opportunity. Five years ago, this would have been a dream to be able to share my experiences, the success I've created, my mindset with people who would be transformed by it, who would be in tears, who would be actively changing their life because of our relationship. That would be a dream. That's also true. But we create a lot of misery, we create a lot of tension, we create a lot of discontent when we choose a frame because we're like, well, it's real, it's true, it is a lot of work, it is stressful. And so therefore, we don't create a different frame that is more productive, that is more helpful, that is more valuable. And we talked about how all our frames are invented. And usually they're true. But there's always one available to us that is more helpful. Right? Think about a workout. We used this example over the weekend as well. You could see a workout as, oh, I don't want to. It's going to be hard. It's going to make me tired. Or, that's true, but or we could see the same thing, that workout, through a very different frame. How fortunate I am to be able to do this. And I'm going to feel better afterwards. And I have the ability to move my body. I don't want to take that for granted. Framing is so powerful. The way we see our bodies, the way we see our health, our finances, our relationships, our obligations, we always have the ability to reframe. And we kept challenging ourselves, how else could I see this? Just because the way I see it is true doesn't mean it is helpful and certainly doesn't mean that it is the only way to see it. So how can we reframe? Just yesterday, I was in traffic at Starbucks. Traffic at Starbucks is a very real thing. In fact, there actually weren't a lot of cars, but there was one car in front of me, and I sat behind that one car in the Starbucks drive through for 14 minutes, which is absurd. I go to Starbucks on a regular basis, but 14 minutes. Now, I could choose to sit there and have my frame be, this is ridiculous. 14 minutes for one car? Like, what did they ask for, like, new coffee beans to be grown or something? What's going on here? Now, that's real, and that's true, because it's unusual, And it would be valid for me to be frustrated. But in the same situation, I could choose the frame of, that's got to be stressful for those employees, whatever's going on in there. I don't want to make that worse by being pissed off and being angry and making their day worse. And I'm sitting here listening to a book. I'm safe in my car buying coffee for myself. So it's not like this is a five alarm fire. I'm totally happy to sit here, get through more of my book and Be the person in the line that doesn't give them hell for something that, you know, is probably stressing them out more than it needs to stress me out. It's a frame. 
It's not wrong to be frustrated by waiting, but it is not your only option and it's probably your not, not your most useful or helpful option. So what other frame is available? That came back over and over and over again throughout the weekend. Another thing was the way our brains work. We did a really fun exercise with Mad Libs. I don't know how many of you know what Mad Libs are, but basically you come up with a random list of different parts of speech. So adjective, plural noun, adverb, verb ending in ed, etc. And then those words that you've come up with are put into a pre-existing story. So there's a story with blanks. You come up with the words without knowing the story, and then you put the words into that story and usually end up with something absurd. I explained that the brain works a lot like that. Your brain is a probability engine, and so much of how we react, how we respond to anything that happens in our life is a direct result of what we have put into our brain. So, for example, if you always think, I'm frustrated, I'm stressed, I'm tired, I'm unmotivated, I'm stuck... Those things are entered into the probability of your mind, the probability engine of your brain, no different than coming up with a list of words to then put into a Mad Lib, a pre-existing story. And so when something happens in your life and you are reacting so quickly, you're not consciously choosing your reaction, so much of it is powered on the subconscious level, what happens is we're pulling from all of those entries, all of those words you've spoken, thoughts you've had, so... A situation comes up and you're frustrated, you're stuck, you're irritated, you're unmotivated, and that colors your reaction. But we control what we input. So if the input is more positive, then the probability engine is going to return more positive responses and reactions. But if the input is, I'm exhausted, I'm tired, nobody works as hard as I do, nobody cares as much as I do, I don't have connections, I'm lonely, etc., then those things are going to color your reactions and your responses no different than a Mad Lib. So we have to be cautious and deliberate about what we put into the probability engine of our mind because it will come back in the form of how we react to people how we react to ourselves, how we respond to situations, how we think and we believe about our bodies, our capabilities, and everything in between. One of my favorite parts of the weekend was early on Friday when we were talking about trying to create change in our lives. And I was explaining that we set external goals to hit an internal target. We set external goals to hit an internal target. So we don't want to lose weight just to lose weight. We want to lose weight so that we're more confident or we want to lose weight because we think we'll be happier. We don't want to pay off debt so that our bank account numbers reflect differently, but because we think we'll get more peace, right? Or more confidence or more stability. We set external goals to hit an internal target, but the reality is that those two things are different. The external goal does not come with the internal target. This is why so few people maintain the results they create when they set and hit their goals. Because they think that the external goal delivers the prize of the internal target, but they do have to be pursued separately. Weight loss does not come with a side of confidence. Debt reduction does not come with a side of peace of mind. Weight loss is just weight loss. Debt reduction is just debt reduction. You have to pursue what you really want. 
We went through an exercise where we were separating what are the external targets I'm trying to hit and what are the internal targets I'm trying to hit. And how can we disassociate the two because they are separate and there's nothing more frustrating than losing weight to find that you're still unhappy or paying off your debt to find that it's still not enough. Oftentimes, I shared that we look at other people, somebody thinner, somebody with a better relationship, somebody with a better job or more money, and we want what they have because we think that if we get what they have, then we will magically feel about ourselves the way we feel about them. So you look at somebody who's maybe leaner and you think, they must be so confident. They must be so happy. So if I lose weight or I have their physique or I have their shape, then I'm going to feel about myself the way I feel about them. And it just doesn't work that way. So we have to distinguish between the internal desire, how we want to feel, what we want more of in our lives, and the external goal that we think will bring us that thing. That was such a powerful moment for me this weekend and also for many other people. I got a lot from what my clients shared with me as well. And I wrote about one of these things in yesterday's blog over on primalpotential.com. Monday through Friday, I write a blog. And the other day I shared about how one client said, you know, I don't want to spend my life running from something running from obesity, running from pain, running from worry or from fear, trying to change to get away from something negative. Instead, I want my life to be about running towards something. Instead of trying to escape obesity or escape pain, I want it to be about creating happiness, creating confidence, creating energy. It's not about what we want less of, but rather what we want to create, what we want more of. I asked, do you believe more in your past or your potential? And what are you going to do about it? It's not about what we're trying to run from, but what we're trying to run towards. It's not about having our lives be led by our pain, but having our choices be led by our hopes and by our potential. I thought a lot about how I wanted to close the event. Throughout the weekend, I kept thinking, how am I going to put a bow on it? How am I going to make sure that I tie everything together? We've talked about so many things. We've shared so many things. How am I going to make sure that people don't feel like they're leaving here with papers full of gold that don't necessarily translate? How am I going to make sure that people don't leave here overwhelmed by the magnitude of opportunity there is to create change in their lives? How am I going to do that? And every time those thoughts would come to me, either before the weekend or during the weekend, I would say, you know what? If you are just fully present in every single moment and not trying to orchestrate everything and not trying to plan ahead everything, but you're just there, not thinking two steps ahead, the right thing will come. And so as we closed out the weekend, I said, this is not the end of anything. It is the beginning. So often we think it's the end or the middle of our journey and then we feel frustrated like we've missed so many opportunities and we've dropped so many balls and we feel rushed and pressured like we've wasted so much time. But it's not the end. It wasn't the end of the weekend and even for you who weren't there. It's not the end of your journey. It's not even the beginning or the, or the middle. It is the very beginning. It is the start. It is the beginning of whatever it is that you want to create. It starts now. And tomorrow it starts now again. It's always the beginning. We don't have to feel frustrated or like we've missed out because we're always just starting. It's always the beginning. And so I said to them, 
Yeah, we're leaving Boston, but this is the beginning, and I'm in it with you, and I'm here to help you. And for all the people that email and say, I'm sorry to bug you, you aren't bugging me. This is my gift. This is my calling. This is what I chose to spend my life doing because it matters to me. Because there wasn't anybody saying these things to me when I was 350 pounds, when I was scared, when I was too busy running from my past to have any sense of what I wanted my future to be. There wasn't anybody saying, this is the beginning and I'm right here with you. And I was like, wait, I lost all this weight, but I'm still not happy. How come happiness didn't come with weight loss? So whether you were there or whether you weren't there, I feel the same way. This is just the beginning. No matter how many mistakes you've made, no matter how much success you've created or have yet to create, this is the beginning. And I'm right here in it with you. I want to give a huge shout out to the folks that helped out with cool stuff for the event. One of those being Thrive Market. They came in big time for us with Primal Kitchen macadamia sea salt bars, Epic Bars, and the turkey almond cranberry flavor, which is my favorite. Also with Artisana coconut butter packets, which were amazing. And people were eating those throughout the weekend, which was fun. Some people were putting them in their coffee. Other people were just eating them right out of the packet. Also, huge shout out to Zevia, who gave us Zevia sparkling water, Zevia energy drinks, Zevia soda, which are all sweetened lightly with stevia instead of sugar. And then also to Naked Cow brand jerky, the jerky that I love because I'm not a huge beef jerky fan, but I love theirs. Not only is the flavor great, but it's one of the few jerkies on the market that does not have added sugar. Uh, They have a honey flavor that does, but they have a smoke flavor that does not. And that was amazing. So thank you to all of them. Thank you to everybody that was there who supported, who encouraged. And thank you to you guys who continue to show up and listen day after day, week after week, and invite me into your life to help make it better. This is the beginning and we are only just getting started. If you have yet to try out Thrive Market and you want to give a shout out to uh, those macadamia sea salt bars from Primal Kitchen, delicious, or the Epic Bars, turkey almond cranberry is my favorite, the Artisanic coconut butter packets, go through thrivemarket.com forward slash primal potential because on your first order, you'll save an extra 25% off and get free shipping on that order plus a free 30-day trial membership. Enjoy that. Let me know what you love. One last question for you guys. I really want to know how you found Primal Potential. Did you find the blog? And if so, how? Did you find the podcast? And if so, how? If you have 10 seconds to head over to the show notes for this episode, 411, and just comment with how you found Primal Potential, that would be massively helpful to me and very, very much appreciated. I love you guys. I'll talk to you soon. Have a wonderful day. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Primal Potential Podcast, where my goal is not to inform you, but to transform you. And if you would like to receive free motivation and strategy and recipes, workouts, meal ideas every week right to your inbox, just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. It's a great way to get the tools, the strategies, and the practical implementation assistance that you need to create your own transformation between podcast episodes. 
just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. See you there. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.